0: says in verse 7 for without cause they have hidden their net for me in a pit which they have dug without cause for my life so in other words i didn't i didn't do anything to, to deserve this you ever feel that way why is this coming against me i didn't do anything to deserve this you know i've been doing everything I need to do. I've been following the straight and narrow, but without cause, they come against me and they pursue me. It's a picture of our enemy, isn't it? Without cause, he comes against us. And in verse 19, let them not rejoice over me who are wrongfully my enemies, nor let them wink with the eye who hate hate me without a cause. Verse 26, let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion, who rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor, who exalt themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and your praise all the day long. So here he is lamenting. He's He's got people that are pursuing him. It's without cause. He hasn't done anything. God called him. God called him to be king. He didn't ask for it. Right? But yet... God comes and delivers us from everything, doesn't he? Amen. Father, we thank you so much that you stand against our enemies. Father, when it's without cause, you stand for us. You fight the fight, Lord God. You, Lord God, are our shield and our buckler. Father, we thank you that you are good, that you watch over us, and that you keep us safe. We praise you, and we give you glory and honor this morning. We will open our mouths and praise because of you, because you are worthy to be praised. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: We're going to go back into worship, but before we do, uh, there's a couple of testimonies that I want people to share. And so, Michael, if you'd come up. Michael uh, Blanchard is... They're here this morning. Hallelujah! To share whatever's in your heart. You don't want me to share whatever's well, okay. in my heart. Well,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How about we give you five That's minutes? That's fair. Oh, there we go. Five minutes. <laughs>
2: Thanks.
3: So, uh, a lot of you, I, I, so, thank you seems really um, falls short, right? Falls short. Um, so I can't tell you, for those of you who don't know, I'll explain in a second. For most of you, I think that do know, because you just outpoured your love and concern and prayers and, and all that. But it, this is what I want to tell you. We've, we've moved, uh, how many times have we moved? 16 times in 26 years of marriage, right? So we've lived in a few places, and we've made friends around the country a little bit. And different camps of christianity right i'm not here to tell you like there's the one right way that we all have it figured out but there are people who when something like this happens pray that you will die well do you you understand what i mean they're there with you they have compassion but they are like it's just a different tone and that is not this house (laughs) that's all i'm saying so so I'm so thankful. I'm just I'm just saying the God that I know is alive. <laughs> he delivers, he sets free, he redeems. He could make John Logan okay. <laughs> he could he could change, you know, Jesus said he could change make these stones children of Abraham. That means he could literally change the DNA and make them a child of Abraham, a stone, a rock, a whatever in the whole physical a cancer cell uh A disease, an organ in your body that wasn't working can be made working. We can all be made whole. We believe in a resurrected Jesus who walks today. Right? A resurrected body. We believe that no matter how many days we all get to breathe air, when it's the last one, that our bodies are resurrected to be with him. Right? So the God that has this power, Jesus Who died and rose and lives again, right, is the one who forgives sins, that we go to that state. That means the cancer cell, like, it just isn't that big a deal, right? So I'm so thankful that out of your relationship with the same God that I'm serving, that you're praying that too for us. It means a lot. It means a lot to Carissa. It means a lot to me, to my family, my children. It just it's a big deal it can't be understated it can't be thanked enough we'll probably get eternity to, <laughs> to do that right so i just really every one of you have done it's it's a lot it just i don't i don't know So a lot of you have asked about so so for those of you who don't know my wife um the the short part is that Almost five years ago, she was diagnosed with lung cancer. She's like been a really good individual. She never smoked a day in her life. She always stayed away from everything bad, but she got this diagnosis, right? Was given six to nine months to live. That was almost five years ago. Um, She takes a targeted treatment drug and, um, anyway, roll the clock forward about two weeks ago, she had a seizure in the kitchen a week and a half ago. I don't know that it was quite two weeks ago. Um, full-on seizure, like I thought she was having a stroke. Uh, kids came and got her, or, or uh, said she was glitchy, came and got me in the office. I happened to work from home, so I was right there. Um, within about 20, 30 seconds, I was lowering her to the floor and I mean a full-on, you know, everything there. And, and, uh, and I gotta be honest, so there were a couple moments there where I thought, is this the moment? turning purple like just it was a big deal um, within I don't know 10 minutes or something our house was filled with a dozen people and you know EMTs and all that and took her to Mercy and, and, and everything so CT MRI revealed a tumor in the left somewhere back here right on the edge of the skull um, single tumor they decided to remove it um, because it was right on the edge, it affects speech. It affects comprehension. So she's recovering from that. Uh, where she was eight days ago, from today, you would not know the same. Per- like it's just amazing the amount of recovery. Still has some ways to go. This today would be over the top, right? Have 50 people coming at her like with a, You know, it would just it would it would be. It would be amazing so honestly this is the first time i've left her alone in the last two weeks so we've got a little plan worked out (laughs) for that and and it's a part of her recovery so um a little bit hard to understand like if you talk to her she's tried to trade some texts and all that if you talk fast to her like it it'll, it'll breeze over so as you're interacting or whatever just just slow the speech down a little bit um keep it a little more non-complex right until like some more time can go by and they just say it heals it just swelling and all that from the, the surgery I mean they they cut a hole right, And they go in there and take something out so and they put it all back and that just floors me so anyway um, we're walking it through we're walking it through in faith I got to tell you like we, we are still both of us Chris and I uh, right out of surgery she said like the most important stuff she said i didn't forget jesus right she's like i didn't i still remember jesus she was saying it with tears and i said he didn't forget you either right and 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 then it was you know the family and the kids right she remembered me and i was like hey <laughs> you know <laughs> um, cuz they say like they didn't they didn't really know right so what they say is that all the memories are there i think the best way i can contextualize it is it's about 45 minutes for us to hear this destination did not change. But if you drive to my house right now, the road, it sucks. Like it, it, 35 is Tor, and you know, they're making them in pass lane and you just can't go that way anymore. But the destinations are intact. So if you take a longer way around, once you make the connection, you're like, oh yeah, I'm here, this is the place, right? It just takes a little bit longer to find the word or you know, that kind of thing and then they say, Sometimes you'll find a new way around, and then that's just the way you go from then on. And in other cases, the brain repaves the road, and you just got to wait for it to heal, and and then it's all better. So we're just walking that out. I'm encouraged this morning. Hezekiah, when he goes to the priest, actually I think the priest goes to him and says, you're going to die. Put your stuff in order, right? The priest in Bible days is kind of like the doctor today. He tells Hezekiah, you're sick, you're going to die. This is the word of the Lord. Put your affairs in order, right? That's a stark message. We've heard it now a few times. He weeps bitterly before the Lord and calls out for mercy. And the Lord says to the priest, go out and tell him, you get 15 more years, right? As a sign, we're going to roll the sundial back. I don't know if all the planets went backwards or you know how that how God did that, but it worked and He did it and He's got the power to do it, right? Um, right after that, at the very bottom of that chapter, it says, and He went and made a polstice out of a fig, right? And He gave it to him and He's like, and then you'll recover. He put it on this boil and, like, I think in times past I've missed that you get the word of the Lord, the miracle, this and that, and we all just want to go, yee But there was actually like a process that he walked out, like a medical process that he walked out. That happens all the time, right? That's not a dis- a dissuader of faith. It's like the execution of it, right? So, um, so we're encouraged by that. We're doing that. We're just walking that out. Um, right after... Like, in, in five minutes, of it, she we woke up from surgery right after the most important things, God, the family, <laughs> all that. She's like, I still want everybody to go to Israel. I don't, I don't want <laughs> to. Like, it was really funny. And in her mind, everybody included her. Like, she was is, she is like, I want to go. I want everybody else to go. Like, it was, it was one of the first things out. So um, so that trip is still full on. But, uh, and we sent a note out uh, to that re- in that regard. But um, anyway, thank you. She's just healing the 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 amount of recovery has been amazing to see in 7 days. She takes Tylenol sometimes. Like I got to be honest, if it was me and it cut a hole in my head with a Dremel, I'd be on more than Tylenol. <laughs> Heroin, I don't know. Something, right? Like there would be more, and she's just like, no, I think I'm good. You know, I just I, she has an ice pack. I don't know. She just what she want to do right now? She wants to clean her house. She wants to set it in order. It wasn't the cleanest, like that it could have been over the last two weeks, and so she just she just wants the peace in her home to to do that. So she's like, you guys go to church, and I'm just gonna slowly kind of move her and hover around the house and fix things the way that she wants it, right? It's kind of like, don't take this away from me, right? She's going to go make life happen, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, thank you so much for your prayers, and uh, and thank you so
1: much for your prayers.
3: Amen. And, and the church looks different. We've never sat on that side before. Like, it totally looks different. It is. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. good to switch yeah. around every once in a while. Ah. So, heroin, huh? Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was only going for where I might
3: be able to get.
1: <laughs> ah, <yeah.
3: laughs>
1: the views uh, shared here sometimes are not necessarily those of the management. Uh, <laughs> 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 not necessarily the uh, views. Of so, praise God. That is so good. And we're, we're here uh, continuing to stand, continuing to walk through it with them. And it's good to hear good to hear good reports. Amen. Amen. Also, I got a received phone call yesterday, and uh, you know, you're going to be blessed. Uh, a young man from our church here called up and says, Okay, something just happened to me, and he says, I got to share it with the, with the church. So, Ben, Bruin, why don't you come on up? You can do this. You
4: can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, never thought in a million years I would be doing one of these, but um, you know, God worked through me this week, and I Bible says tell someone. So um, so my name is Ben. I play football for the University of St. Thomas. And uh, I was, I've was i been involved with this Christian athlete group uh, at my college. And this opportunity was um, provided to me to do this, this week-long camp called the Ultimate Training Camp. And um, basically what I had heard about it was... Um, You kind of just learn how to incorporate your faith into your sport and then there was like this big like super challenge that was supposed to break you down and make you rely on God to finish it Um, and looking back I was kind of like okay maybe I can use this to be a better football player or you know to be honest I was promised there would be attractive female athletes here so maybe that's why I was going Um, But whatever the reason was, I was there, and I was supposed to be there. so praise God for that um, So we started the first couple days you uh, you learn five principles. so you learn one or two principles a day and then you do what are called labs, which was we would go we would go and play volleyball and um, just try to like incorporate these things we learn into the game and um, To be honest it was kind of hard to do that because i'm you know we're all so competitive and we're focused on what can i do to win and and it's hard to keep god in the back of your mind but anyway, so i got through these these labs and these principles and then this this 20-hour challenge came up and um it was called the special so we uh we got our team we we had a whole draft and everything it was actually kind of overdone but um yeah we got our team and then we went Went to Walmart, picked out our shirts, decorated them. Um, it was really fun, you know. Put the eye black on and everything, and we had no idea what we were getting into. <laughs> we were, we were just, you know, oh, we're gonna go play some, you know, church volleyball with each other, and um, this was not that at all. So, we we start the camp, and the first event is ultimate frisbee. And when I say ultimate frisbee, it was pretty ultimate. Uh, we were. I think it was uh, at least an hour and a half we were playing frisbee, and we were on one field up here, on another field up here, going up and down this hill, rotations, then we were on the track, running around, doing burpees, doing all this stuff. And uh, by the first hour, my tank top we bought was completely sweating, uh, like sweat through. I was already feeling it, and uh, we had about 19 more hours to go. So. Awesome. Um, <laughs> from there we went to tug-of-war for like another hour and my teammates were already cramping up. Um, and then we went to this push-up relay where you were sprinting down doing push-ups coming back. Um, and from there we went to swimming which was really, I don't know, I, I talked to the trainer and maybe it was the chlorine in the pool but this is where I was really like feeling it and um, by like the third relay race in the swimming pool, I was I was outside a garbage can throwing up, going back in the pool, somehow managing to go down and back, coming up, throwing up, going down and back, and um, this was this was really the part where I was like, all right, I'm already done, God, I'm leaning on you for the rest for the the next 15 hours um, of this crazy challenge, and and it's like already. I can't do this anymore physically I need to lean on you Um, so after that we had basketball and for the first half of the special uh, it it covered two days so it started Wednesday at 4 went to Thursday until noon and so the first half of the schedule said that basketball was supposed to be the last event so we were playing basketball we played a bunch of games and then heard the whistle to bring it in and I was like all right fine First half's done, like, I got this, get a little time to recover. And then um, we come and talk, talk about our principles, and then, all right, start your next games. (laughs) Like, okay, cool, we're not done. And then we finish our basketball games, and then we have a playing contest, and then we have suicides. And I was like, this was not part of the plan. Come on now, I need to sleep. Um, But, yeah, we finish the first half with suicides and stuff like that, and then we get rewarded with a solid three and a half hours of sleep. Um, so that was we. I'd slept from one thirty to five, and uh, at this point, my body hurt so much that I wasn't sleeping, anyways. So I woke up at five, um, started the second half of the special, which was this obstacle course. Now, when you think of an obstacle course, you're like, "Oh, fun, you know, doing, jumping over this stuff." Do it. This was not. This was an obstacle course from hell. It took. Um, it was like it was like 14 different exercises through this thing, and it was like at least two hours long. We were like, we carrying this arc, it was called. It was this big plank with a, a tire, and you were running like a mile with it. Um, and like, hopefully I've done a good job describing how hard this thing was, but uh, any downtime you had, you weren't just resting. You were doing burpees. You were doing crunches. You were doing whatever. Um. I think to, get, to put it in perspective, someone had their Apple Watch and was tracking, it and we ran almost two marathons throughout the whole thing. Um, so I finished this obstacle course, and we have, we have three things left. Three events left. So I'm like, all right, I'm on, you know, almost done. We get on this bus, and we go to this nature preserve, and um, all we have left is kickball, sprint relays, and then our last one, our final um so we got the kickball and there were like nine fields spread out in this gigantic area and of course they set it up so that your different kickball games are completely across the entire field so you're running back and forth between games and uh, like my body was just so broken down and like all I want like I was just you know, jogging across the field. And, of course, why are you walking? Get going to your next game. And I was like, okay, come on. Um, but anyways, we, we finished that, and then we did sprint relays. And at this point, one of our uh, team, mem- team members had to go. His sister was, like, running in nationals. So we were down a teammate. And uh, the rule for all the relays, all the races, was that you had to have seven, like, down and backs. So we were down a person. We needed to have one person go an extra time, and um, and that was me for most of them for this one uh, because my teammates were hurting really bad. And I was like, "All right, uh, I'll do this." I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. So we were just. There were like ten different types of of races. There were just regular sprints. There were shuffles. a couple that i had to do twice were bear crawls and broad jumps and like i i'm telling you i should not have been able to do as well as i did there is literally no way this was like hour 18 19 and i was flying on the bear crawls like i was i don't know what it was literally i was leaning on god it wasn't me it was god who was who was doing those bear crawls but um, I was just, you know, we, we, so we finished the, the sprint relays and we get to the last one and the event is called Golgotha or the place of the skull. And this was representative of God taking up his cross and his journey to his actual death. Um, so we, we finish our sprint relays and we go up this, this hiking path and, um, Throughout the, the second half of the special, um, we had been reading the scripture of God's actual final days on this earth, and so we're all gathered there before our run, and um, we start reading the, the parts of the scripture that actually describe the physical attributions of Jesus' death, so, you know, the, the nails going through his, arm, or his hands, the actual tendons ripping, his lungs being filled with fluid, and his eventual suffocation and death. And at that point, it was like, because I, I had never actually really heard that. You know, I just, yeah, Jesus was nailed to a cross, he died. He loves us, and yeah. But that was really like, to hear the actual description, it's a completely different thing. So at this point, I was... The the last event was called Golgotha you you took a a plank and you ran a mile About halfway through the mile an intern told you take up your cross and so you you put it like this And you run the rest of the mile with your cross on your back like that And it finishes out with this gigantic hill Which is really steep and really long and it would be hard to do even if I wasn't on hour 19 of some crazy challenge and um, So I wait my turn I get my plank, and I start my run. I'm just talking to God the whole time, and it's like, God, we can do this. Um, <clears throat> it was really just this awesome journey. and I got to the end, and uh, I, I sprinted up that hill. I don't know how, but I finished off, and I was just watching the rest of the people finish it, and uh, it hadn't really hit me at this point. I hadn't really had that God moment that I was looking for. Um and I was just watching people go and, and finish and all of a sudden like just this wave of emotions came over me and I was like God I just went through all this, my body hurts more than it ever has and this is nothing in comparison to what you did for me and you would do it all over again. And I just got this emotion just this wave of emotions and I was crying and bawling and my teammates were hugging me and I think for the first time in my life I really surrendered my life to God at that moment. And uh it was really just just a special time. I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's just one of those God things. And um so that was the special after this. I mean, the the community there was really um just something special, something I'd never experienced when I always thought of, you know, going to church camps and stuff or like you know, hanging out with church people, I was like, maybe that's not the funnest thing. I, you know, I'm this big football player, and I was like, I'm going to hang out with my football guys, like, that's where the fun's at, and, like, this group of people was, like, the most fun I've had in so long, and, um, like, by the end of it, like, we, in, in a week, we had created, like, these lifelong friendships and these relationships that, like, were just Unfathomable to me how close we were in those in that short amount of time, and it was like I just didn't want to go home at the end of it um, it's kind of crazy it's I was just thinking like it's hard to come back to reality when you see a little bit of what God has for you um, so <laughs> that was my week at bible camp uh, and it's it's really like this is the first time in my life I feel like. I've really experienced a little bit of what God has for me, so amen
1: all right well good morning again those two uh, testimonies it's interesting they're they're very similar that uh, it's a uh, representation of real life real life is hard real life is uh, uh not always fair you know it's I'm sure Uh, during those 20 hours, that many times you thought this this isn't fair. Life's not fair. Uh, If somebody tells you that life is fair, they're just trying to sell you something, princess. And so, uh, praise God we don't have to do it alone. Praise God that as we follow God, we're not doing it in our own strength. We're not doing it in our own ability. And uh, this morning I just want to share real quickly. It's not going to be very long, actually. We're going to do some other things, go back into worship. Um, but I want to, uh, I haven't gone over the six pillars of RVFM or RVCC in a while, and so I want to go through them again. Actually, it's going to be a pop quiz. I know everybody's out of school, but it's going to be a pop Yeah, looking in your notes. It is an open book test, yes, if you have notes. Uh, but uh, what is, what's the number one uh, I heard that be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's really important. Be filled, and that's actually the whole thing I want to talk about today: is being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, you know why I'm talking about you being filled with the Holy Spirit today, specifically today, Brian. I knew Brian would know. Brian's the only one who would know. It's it's Pentecost today. Today is the you knew. Yeah, but well, okay, okay. I see a few hands. <laughs> Well, you know all the Christian geeks—they know this stuff. I mean, I, think, I didn't know except I saw it somewhere on Facebook. I think somebody posted it. Yeah, you know, so there we go. But it, being filled with the Spirit—it's 50 days since the res—or since the Ascension of Christ, and and uh, or since the resurrection. Which one is it? 50 days from the resurrection or from the Ascension, Brian? Wow! I stumped him. You want to phone a friend? It, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can Google it, figure it out. But it's 50 days. That's why it's Pentecost. But being filled with the Spirit. Then the second one is? Read your Bible. Read your Bible a lot. Read your Bible. Read the Bible. You know, you, you, you need to know what the Word says. You need to know for yourself. Must know that. Number three? Pray, pray a lot, personally and collectively. It's important to pray individually. Pray as you walk through your life, but it's also important to get together with other people and pray. Pray with your spouse, pray with your family, pray with your kids, pray with your, you know, uh, when we have prayer groups here. It's, it's important to pray. That is a, a, a solid foundational uh, exercise that as Christians we must do. We must pray and pray together and seek God together because that is, you, that is how you grow. It's one of the ways that you grow. Number four. Share your faith. Everyone evangelizes. Everyone is called to evangelize. Everyone is called to share your faith. I mean, this morning you shared your faith. This morning you shared your faith. There's multiple ways you can share what God is doing in your life. It isn't just, do you know the four spiritual laws? When you talk about what God has done in your life, and everybody should have a testimony there's a t- you know everybody has experienced god and 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 if you should experience god on a regular basis and be able to tell somebody hey this is what's going on in my life you know it's it's uh, i'm a pastor so i you know i i get this every week i get to share do this every week but i also look for ways to do it out there I look for ways to, with people that God brings across my path, and I'll be talking, and all of a sudden I'll think, oh, there's a, there's a, a way I can just say something. It isn't that I lay out the whole plan of salvation and I, I you know, start playing how, you know, on my phone uh, uh, just as I am, and, uh, you know, <laughs> give an altar call and everybody close your eyes. No, I just. I just talk about here. This is what's going on in my life. This is what was happening. I've been praying about this. You know, you, you talk to somebody uh, about something that's going on in your life, and if you just, I, many times I'll just throw in, hey, I've been praying about this. And then that sows a seed of truth and life into their life. So everyone evangelizes. Number five, expect the supernatural. Expect, the supernatural. expect for, wow. Nice job. That's awesome. I didn't know you had that up there. Very cool. All right. Expect, is that how everybody knows these? Are you putting them up about 30 30? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Just, just double checking. Expect the supernatural. God is a supernatural being. We live in a supernatural world, even though most people think we live in a natural world. We do live in the natural, but the supernatural is even more real than the the natural. And the supernatural is going to continue on. These bodies will die. This world will pass away. The things that we see will grow strangely dim. I don't know. That just started coming into my mind there. All right. And then the last thing, number six, is? Embrace Embrace suffering. Embrace or hupomino suffering. Now, we're not talking about, well... We're just gonna, you know, go through this cancer and we're just gonna take it for the glory of God. No, that's not what. Cancer is, is under the, is under, uh, was the curse and it's been redeemed and we speak to that thing. We tell it to get out of our body. We, you know, that's, we're not talking about, well, I'm just gonna have to suffer. No, what it means is when you are a believer, when you're living the Christian life, there will be people who are going to, going to persecute you. There are gonna be people who look at you and go, you you know, you're, you're an idiot. You're an idiot for believing that you're stupid. You're, you're, you're simple. You're, you're whatever, or, you know, it's, it's hard. There is, it's a hard thing to walk by faith because you're constantly having to kill your, your flesh. That's hard. And if you don't put your flesh to death, I mean, that was hard. That, that is a, a, you know, a, a, representation of what it takes to, to walk the Christian life is it's not fair and it's hard. And you, you know, there are times when this flesh is screaming because it wants the popcorn. It wants the lazy boy. You know, it wants, it wants the rocking chair. Where's Ricky? It wants the rocking chair. But, you know, life isn't fair. So what do you do? Do you just, well, I'm just going to give up, you know, this last week. Uh, was D Day the seventy fifth anniversary of D Day? You know, praise God for those men. Praise God for their heart. You know, I I, uh, w- I was trying to research. I actually called some of my my aunts and uncles um, because I, I had remembered when I was a kid, I was sitting with one one of my uncles, Uncle Charlie, and we were uh, watching the news. I, I used to stay at his place uh, the nights we had youth group because they, they lived right across from the church we went to. So I'd stay there, I'd go there after school, have supper with him and, and so on. And we were sitting, it was, I can't remember which one, it was either the 30th anniversary or the 35th. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was the 20th, but it was whatever. I was a kid and it was the anniversary, it was on the nightly news, the anniversary of D-Day. And Charlie never talked about the war. That's what a number of my aunt said last night when I was talking to her, because I was trying to find out which beach he went, he was on. But we were sitting there and, and he looked just looking off into you know at the TV and but not looking at me and he goes, I was there. You know, and being a kid, being a kid, you know, I didn't know what to say, but I said, Were you scared? <laughs> and he goes, Scared? I was I was terrified. He said it was horrible. That he didn't talk about what it was, but you know, now looking back, those men looked at that danger. Looked at that that, that impending doom, and they went forward anyway. That's an example of what our Christian life is. Life's not easy. Things don't always go your way. It's not fair. I guarantee you, you can, have, you can do everything right. And the Bible doesn't say it's all going to be perfect for you. Just look at, the, look at the biblical characters. The ones who did it right suffered. But praise God, we don't have to do it ourselves. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2. Go to Acts chapter 2. Begin with verse 1. It says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native tongue? I won't even go through the names. You know, you can read them. Verse 11, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But the others mockingly said, and here's the suffering, the power of God is being poured out. The Spirit, I mean, here we this is the day, this is the fulfillment of the feast of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost, the power of God is being poured out. The Spirit of God is moving through men for the first time, all men, all flesh. Anyone who was who would seek God and be be born again and then spirit-filled could be filled with the Holy Spirit. And now it's happening, just like Joel had prophesied hundreds of years before. It's all happening, and what happens immediately? Persecution from devout men from religious people oh well who do you think you are you're just drunk you're just you're just emotional you know you know we 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 worship god by our understanding man you get full of the holy spirit have you ever been you ever been filled with the holy spirit so full that you can't sit still my goodness I grew up Baptist. I mean, this is about dancing. That's about all. I cats all I can do. I mean, I I just I don't dancing doesn't work for me, okay? You don't want to watch me dance. You don't. But there's been a couple of times in my life where I got so filled when the spirit of God came on me so strongly, I was moving. The first time, the first time I ever saw someone delivered by 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 the Spirit, delivered from a demon, I was in on a mission trip down in uh, Jamaica, and this girl, we were in the middle of worship, and this the Spirit of God's moving, and this girl starts to manifest. And all of a sudden, some people gathered around there and they commanded that thing to go. They, the worship team just kept worshiping. They didn't stop and go, okay, let's talk. No, this person's manifesting over there. The worship team's going. Other people are. Wor- and, th- and some people just turned around and said, in the name of Jesus, get out of her. She dropped. Boom. Went, and from that moment on, she was free. When she dropped, the Spirit of God hit me. It felt like from the, from the, the, from the feet, from, you know, from the bottom of my feet, it just went whoosh. And I could feel it. It was just a, a, a sensation to just overwhelmed me, filled me with the Spirit. And I started dancing. Not the waltz. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. No, I mean, I was, ah! I was moving. I was just, and I was spinning and jumping and dancing and praising God. I was like, whoa, God's real. You know, this is awesome. And I finally get composure. I turn around, and the Jamaican pastor's up there going, <laughs> You get full of the Holy Ghost. You don't care what anybody else thinks. I didn't stop to think, well, I wonder if I'm doing it right. I wonder if this is etiquette. I wonder if this is proper. I, I, didn't even, I still don't even care. I don't care. One night I was in a meeting. I was in a meeting with, uh, uh, if you remember, Barry Perez. Anybody remember who Barry Perez was? In a meeting with Barry Perez, and we were over at Abundant Life. I was sitting about here in the seat, and he's talking about the Spirit of God falling on people. Talking about the anointing of God. It's amazing when you start talking about the Spirit of God. Start talking about the, the anointing of God. If you're open to it, it'll start affecting you. And I'm sitting there, and I don't even care. I, you know, I'm sitting over there, I actually just closed my eyes. And I was, just, I was just focusing on what God, you know, God, I wasn't even really focused on what he was saying. I just wanted more of God. And I was just sitting there, and I said, you know, God, I'll, I can, I'll give me as much as I can take. Fill me up. God, I know, I know, I can, I can take you, I can take everything. God, just fill me. Just, yeah, Lord, I want all of you. I want everything. I want... And about that time, all I hear, and apparently it was Barry, he goes, well, go then. And the next thing I knew, I had my eyes closed. I was sitting in my chair. The next thing I know, I am up spinning in circles, hooting and holler. I don't spin in circles and hooting and holler. I don't. You've known me how, how long. I don't just do that to be. And I was, ah! I was spinning. I was, and then all of a sudden it started getting intense. I mean, you think that's intense? That was nothing. The 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 spirit. I mean, it just. I kept getting more and more full and full and it, I started getting hot. I started getting fizzy, and then it started to hurt. And I'm just. I, and now I'm freaking out, and I can't stop spinning. I can't stop dancing. I can't stop. You're know, thinking, come on, really. <laughs> I just can't stop, and i, I, I mean, it, is, it just keeps getting bigger and, and more intense, and more intense, and more intense. And finally, I had to get out of the building. I just took off running. I was just gone. I just—and I went out. I ran outside. I got as far away from there as I could. I mean, I kept—I kept running. I just kept getting away. I got in my car. I drove. I started driving. It was just—it was just intense. I finally got home, and it finally started to subside. And I'm sitting in—I'm sitting at home. Going, oh my gosh. And Jesus, you know, the whole Spirit of God inside me said that was a drop. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, I got back to church because we, we were having daily meetings, daily and evening meetings. And a lady walked up to me and goes, "Wow, that was so amazing." She goes, "That just—I've never seen anything like that before. That just blessed me so much. I want what you got last night." <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't think you do. I really don't. <laughs> no. I said, no. And she goes, Oh, I do. I want it. I want I want all of God. I just want I was like, okay, and that night she Woo! She's spinning, running, boom, down. See, here's the deal though. In the nineties, when, when the Spirit of God was moving that way on a on a weekly basis. The problem is it became about that. Now it that happens. That, that is very available. That's that, I just told you two of many. I can I mean, I'm not going to go into all the stories. But what that's for, what that infilling is for is exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost. Do you know those guys were hiding in an upper room? They were hiding. They had been hiding since the crucifixion because they were afraid of the officials. They were were afraid to go out in public. They were afraid to to be be out there to do anything. And Jesus said that, just wait in Jerusalem. When the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power. And when the power came, when the Holy Spirit came and they were filled with power, what was the first thing that they did? They got out of the upper room. They went out on the streets. They got out in public. They were no longer hiding. They couldn't hide anymore. It was, if, if, if they, they could not hide, they, they were driven. Those 120 people immediately went out and they were just, they, they, and they were speaking in a language they didn't know in public. Well, we don't do that. That's just, well, we have protocol. We have, we have, we have protocoled the daylights out of the Holy Ghost. You know that? They got out of that upper room. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, turn there, just flip back one page, maybe not even, just look across. Acts chapter 1, not going to give you all the background, but the disciples wanted to know when the kingdom was coming. He, just, he didn't even answer them because he said, you know why? Because the kingdom of God was there. They just didn't realize it. He says, stay in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be
2: Witness.
1: witnesses That's why the Holy Spirit comes on us That's why we are to be filled with the Spirit we are to be filled with the Spirit so that we don't hide anymore Praise God Ben that just that blessed me so much that you called yesterday. I was just, all day long, I was like, that is so cool. Because if anybody who knows Ben, he doesn't talk. (laughs) I mean, he talks, I mean, obviously. But, you said you never thought you'd be up here. Yeah, who thought? Why, why did he, why did he just like, he called me, I didn't call up and say, hey, anything going on in your life? Anything you wanna share? No, he called me and says, I gotta gotta share something in front of church. I'm like, wow. Why? Because something happened to him. He got some God touched him deeply. He's got to say something. That's what this is about. You know, people think, well, I, I want to be a witness. I want to be, I just don't have, I just can't. I, don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't worry about I've got to go do this. No. What you need to focus on is get filled with the Holy Ghost. When you get ho- filled with the Holy Ghost, you can't help it you got to call up and say, hey, i got to go talk to somebody. I've got to share this with somebody. Let me, can I share in front of church? Can I, can I? Or, or you go to work and you go, ah, I've got to tell somebody. It's time to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Now you, you'll, know, you'll understand here in just a second why we're going back into worship. We're not going back into worship to sing a few more songs. We're going to go back into worship and I want you to have one focused thing on your heart. God, fill me with your Spirit. I love you so much, Father. You know, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not, it's not anything ooey wooey and weird. It's just God filling you. And when He fills you, just be led by Him. Be, just do whatever He leads you to do. I, I'm not a get up and dance and spin around in circles guy. I'm just not. But when the Spirit of God filled me those those times, I was stand up, spin around in circles, and hoot and holler guy. Why? Because something changed. That's what this is about. You you don't have to go witness. You get filled with the Holy Spirit, you can't help but witness. Praise God, today, we're, we're sending off Jesse and Heather and their family. Why? Because we don't like them anymore? No! We're tired of the drumming? No! We're not, we're not trying to get rid of anybody. Why? Why? Why, do we send, why did we send these guys to Prescott? They keep coming back every week, which is wonderful. But why did we send them off? Because we're trying to get rid of them? No! Because God touched their lives. God's touched his life. God's touched her life. God's touched their lives and they've got to go. Does that mean everyone's going to go? Maybe. Well, if everybody goes, what about here? I don't care. I believe a billion percent in in sowing and reaping. You sow people, what are we going to reap here? We are going to reap. If, if every one of you goes, ah, I'm supposed to go to Prescott. I'm supposed to go to New Richmond. I'm supposed to go to Timbuktu. I'm supposed to go to the, the Philippines. I'm supposed to go here. I'm supposed I, I to go. I got to go. I'm so full of the Holy Ghost. I got to go. We do. I, then I did my job right. When I, if I do my job right, God will bring me more people to fill up and get out. That's what this is about. So we're going to go back into worship. At some point in time during worship, we're going to have Jesse and Heather and, and uh, uh, everybody come up. We're going to pray for them. We'll have you grab your kids and, and uh, we'll pr- we want to pray over you guys. We'll do it. But why don't you stand? Worship team, why don't you come on up? We'll know when. We'll know when it's time. Just raise your hands right where you're at right now. Just raise your hands up. Father, we love you so much. We thank you, Father, for your, your love for us. We thank you that you loved us so much that you sent to die on the cross for us. Father, we thank you that you, you love us so much that you didn't leave us alone after that. The Holy Spirit to, be, to fill us and to give us power to be witnesses. So Father this morning we want to be being filled. that's what your word says be being filled. We've been some have been filled before some have been filled a lot before. Father we want to be filled more right now not not us collectively but us individually. Father, I, I want to you to fill me more today. Fill us with your spirit fill us with your love fill us with your power that we may be witnesses of the of your love for this world. Fill us, Father, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesse and Heather, please come up here. If you want to try to grab the kids? That'd be awesome. Could I have the Whatever, however many elders we have here, can you guys come up? The lamps just went out the back door, so... So Somebody want to grab the lamps, maybe? juice up and when she gets here then you can she'll set up Deb in through here from the side. So coming up with Holly. Come on in. Yeah.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for this family. Father, we thank you for their lives, their their heart, their their love for you. Father, I thank you that as they've sought you, the desire to, to do whatever you lead them to do is taken the first and foremost. Because Father, I know and this is sort of a prayer, but it's also an explanation. They didn't want to do this. That wasn't. That wasn't like I, we gotta get out of here. This was God. We'll do whatever you lead us to do. Father, we acknowledge that today. That as this family takes that step to follow you, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, Father, we bless them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless them with every spiritual blessing, as your word says everything that they have need of father to do what the next step is in their life it's theirs anything that we have anything that we are that can help them we give right now in the name of Jesus we stand with them father that they're not even leaving they're not even they're, they're not leaving anything they're not going they're not going away to anything they're they're just changing roles, changing positions. And that as they do this, Father, I thank you that everything they put their hands to prospers. Every step that they take is blessed. Everywhere that they go, every person that they meet, that the glory of God is revealed through them. Father, as they continue to grow, as they continue to become who you're calling them to be, I thank you, Father, that path is always surrounded, always accompanied by your Spirit, number one, and by the kingdom of God, the people of God, number two. Thank you, Father, as they walk this out, that they will fulfill the call on each and every one of their lives in Jesus' name. Lord, we bless them. We bless them, Father, in every way. And we thank you, Father, for this example of faithfulness. Faithfulness. They've been faithful here. They've been faithful to serve and faithful to to give and faithful to be a part of this congregation for years. And they're also faithful to go when you've told them to go. And so, Father, we release them. As much as we have to, they're not like I said. They're not going anywhere. But we release them to, to be a blessing to the church in Saint Croix Falls. We release them to be a blessing to Pastor Jonah and Amy and all of the people. We release them to be a blessing in their their sphere of influence in that community and surrounding communities. In Jesus' name, Amen.